What's up, guys? Welcome back to Drunk Boy's Basement, where drunk conversations happen. This week's going to be kind of different, because we don't have Janessa. We have Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wanted wanted Kyle to come on this week, because um, specifically because, uh, just jump right into it, I saw what happened to your trailer. So you drive for a freight company, obviously. Yes, I do. And so what, a sign hit your truck or something? Uh, yeah, it was a construction sign. It was like on one of those oversized load trailers, and it just like flew off in front of me, and I couldn't swerve because there was a car to the left. And you're and, driving a truck. Yeah, and I just had to hit it. So what do you like? <clears throat> what do you do in that situation? Like, if your truck gets damaged when you're transporting something? Um, in that situation, like we just have to pull over safely and like let our dispatchers know, and then call the shop and just like let them know exactly what happened. But Highway Patrol actually showed up, and they rolled that as just, like, road debris. And I was surprised that they didn't actually ticket the construction company. Did the person whose sign or truck the sign came off of stop, or did they just yeah. keep going? Oh, they did? Yeah, he, he pulled over as well. Oh, okay. I just, I kind of going a little bit off of a tangent right out of the gate, but um, I was just curious about that story because I saw it on Janessa's, I think it was Facebook or Snapchat or something, and then I was like, okay, obviously something... Happened anyway, Sean. How how was your week? Uh, it was super fantastic. Uh, I, I I will say this before I get into that. I I am gonna add. Actually, I'm not gonna add anything. I'm gonna say this. When I worked for my delivery service, uh, it totally reminded me of the time that I literally had a fully packed truck, got out to where I was to be delivering, realized the whole entire truck was messed up. Unfortunately, my car, my truck still worked, so I had to drive like all the way back to our facility to get to move trucks and get back out. Um, yeah, it's a really stupid story, but it totally reminded me of that. <laughs> a little bit. I don't, <laughs> dude. That happens all the time for me, though. <laughs> so, but how does that work with you, though? Because if you're driving like a freight truck, as opposed, you didn't, you weren't driving freight trucks. Yeah, I was just box cars. So, with yours, is it someone else that loads them? And then you just show up and drive them. Um. So so it's the dock workers who load them. Okay. So it's like another driver picks them up in another state, goes on like a road run across um, country to wherever I'm at. Okay. Then the dock workers take it off that trailer and put it on mine. Oh, okay. So it's I mean it's the same thing as UPS when you work there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So right. somebody loaded up a truck, except in this case I had to load my own truck since my my stuff broke down. Um. But anyway. Aside from that story, my week was terrific. Uh, I finally went back to work this week after my vacation. Um, you take the randomest vacation time. I actually will call it a staycation. So that that yeah. <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing too fascinating about this week. It's gone by really quickly. <laughs> okay. How about your week? I don't want to talk about my week. So. <laughs> One of the things that I've been most curious about, though, is so how long have you been driving? Uh, about four years now. Four years, so freight entirely. Uh, yeah, four years just freight. I've been at FedEx Freight for about eight years now. So okay, so and I remember you telling me you started as you started as a dock worker, much like Sean. Yeah, I did. So I don't know if we talked about this previously, but the thing I've always been curious—I think you were the one that te- was telling me about this—but I know that like the FedEx drivers that deliver to your door are not they're like privately owned or yeah so so if it's ground it's all like contracted in express and freight are like the only ones who are actually with the company so how did you get on with those guys what's Um, the difference between freight and express first of all 
Um, freight, everything's like palletized, so it's like heavy shipments, so it's all like LTL freight. So it's like just everything palletized that'll go oh, like across okay. country. It's mostly like big businesses and stuff. Okay. All right. So you got on with what what was I mean, did did you have a choice in what you wanted to do? Um, like at FedEx or Yeah, well like with with, with uh freight or express. Um, no, so they're like two different companies. Like Oh. Like two different branches. Okay. But but yeah, I just decided freight because it does pay a lot better as well. I mean, yeah, I would choose that too. Yeah. Um, freight is where it's at. <laughs> but I mean, with like UPS, don't they cap the drivers at like one thirty a year? So uh, I mean, it it depends on what driving you're doing. Um, <laughs> as a normal driver, you're capped out. When I worked, there was ninety k. Mm. Um, however, I know they just recently passed another. Uh, I shouldn't say law. Um, a UPS law. Yeah. <laughs> um, recently, the Teamsters, their union. Uh, Teamsters? Yeah, they're, they're the Teamsters union. I don't want um, to be part of that. The union yeah, sounds dumb. They, they recently won an agreement to have that upped. I don't know the exact rate right now. Because you're unionized, right? No, I'm not. You're not. No. Yeah, it's basically just UPS. So A public UPS. Yeah. <laughs> How do you... So... But wouldn't that, I guess, I mean, I'm not too familiar with unions, but wouldn't you want a union in that situation? Because I've, mm. believe me, I've heard, I've heard the gripes and Sean can attest to the gripes of the union, but. I, I, don't, I don't know. It, it's like, yes and no. Like there's benefits and yeah. sometimes not. But with like me being at FedEx, it's like a big no-no to like even think about any of that. Do they I, make I you sign just, an agreement when you get employed there? Um, we don't sign an agreement. All we have to do is like say like if someone approaches you about a union, you just have to turn it down. But see, because when I worked at DHL, when I was doing like warehouse work, there was a I filled out a form where the first like section of the form was don't ever go into a union. Like you had to sign that. So if you went into a union, they could be like, no, he didn't actually mean that. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I mean, I will say I definitely understand why companies don't want unions. I, I don't think in this day and age there's really any – actually, I'm not going to say that. I believe there are some industries that unions are good, um, but I, I definitely understand why they would start doing that after UPS. But I don't understand. Union. But, I mean, what's the benefits the UPS gets from a union? Uh, I mean, the one major factor – If you're, if the, the you're FedEx versus UPS, I mean – I, I mean, the one major factor is as a union, you do have people that speak on your behalf um, instead of a public company that says, this is what you're worth. This yeah, is your yeah, job. No, I get, I get, yeah. Um, so, so I will say that was some that was some of the nice benefits about having the union is not is having someone advocate to get you more things from the company. Okay. Um, however, I, I will say, of course, somehow or I shouldn't say somehow FedEx always had the higher pay. Um but he's over here looking all smug. He's like, yeah, it's damn right. No, <laughs> not, not really. Like with the union, you actually get paid a lot more. I, I, I would say this. Um, I did feel with all the benefits I received plus the, the pay I received, I, I feel like the, the monetary value was higher. But my question would be with the union, wouldn't that incentivize you to not work as hard though? Because I've heard I've heard, I've never worked in a company that's had a union before in my life, but I've heard that it's easier to not go to work and stand behind the union than 
I don't know how that. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but I've heard that it's easier to just not try as hard, and then the union will figure it out or whatever. I, I mean that that's I mean that's totally true. I mean people take advantage of the fact that that there is a union, um, and they just won't show up half the week, and because there's a union, the the company can't just fire them. Um, they they have to go through the so UPS has to go through the union to fire someone. Um, so which, it's more effort that the company's got to go through. So the person's like, I know the company's not going to go through that effort. So yeah, I'm not yeah, going to. Okay. Exactly. So then would you prefer to work for a union or are you just kind of indifferent about it? Um, I like really haven't looked into it too much, but I mean, I've heard about it, but I actually like where I'm at right now with, without one. Does that give you more leniency in where you like can go with your career in, I mean, it's kind of a roundabout way to explain it. I guess, so the union, I mean, UPS probably caps most people because union can, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know the politics, but. Drivers only caps the, drivers are the only people that have caps. But why? Um. So, so the thing is, is, so the drivers are, I never know how to say this. Yeah, they technically are hourly, um, but they aren't. I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Pretty much how it goes is drivers actually work on a, a four-year uh, salary kind of bonus thing. Wow, sorry. I'm getting drunk all of a sudden. He's lit off one bud. <laughs> He's lit off one bud light. I, I will – actually, this is my second, so I shouldn't be that drunk. Um, but pretty He's much with stupid. UPS <laughs> is, is instead of getting like annual raises, like a dollar or two dollars, they say, all right, we're going to put you on a four-year progression. Uh, a four-year pay rate progression. So you start out at one salary, second year you get another sal- uh, a higher salary, third year you get high- another higher salary, fourth year you get capped out. Um, whereas if you're any other employee, you may get like a couple dollar raise, but it, there's no limit to that. You've got, yeah, you've got more. So I guess, I don't know what I was going with my previous point, but do they cap drivers? Yeah, FedEx? they do. Oh, they do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then like every year we get like our cost of living raise. Okay. It's usually like a dollar or close to it. Okay. I guess my question would be is I've always tried to figure out the benefit of a union just because I've never worked for one. And from what I've heard from you, it sounds like a goddamn nightmare to work for a union occasionally. I mean, not all the time, but. I I, I mean, there is good and bad things. Um, The one thing I don't like about the union is the fact that I feel I, I, I the one thing I feel about unions is that it promotes um, I don't want to say hostility. Uh, but but it promotes tension within the company, right? Between management and the employees. Yeah. Um. Whereas whereas like a public company like FedEx, I I mean I'm not going to speak about FedEx on FedEx's behalf, but it, it oh, I feel like it worst. promotes teamwork a little bit more. FedEx Ground is the worst. I have. To I'm not even going to deny that. <laughs> I work for FedEx and I agree. I dude. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times that they've told me a package is delivered, but it's at my neighbor's house. Yeah, exactly. Or they just don't try. True. I've always, that's my one issue with FedEx as well, is they'll, they'll be like, oh, this is delivered. I'm like, where is it? But that's the thing, though. Next day shows They're up. They're contracted, <laughs> so they don't give a shit. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and that that is the one nice thing about UPS is, is tech, I, I mean, the, you don't have any of this contractual business. It's UPS that you're dealing with. But, I, but from – what you've talked about, they pay their drivers, like their actual delivery drivers, higher. I mean, I'm in in the assumption that they're going to be able to deliver for not only the person but the company because they're the face of the company in a sense. Yeah. So pretty, when I mean, you get much. when you get a Ryan, 
that shows up to your door in a FedEx truck that's not been serviced for nine years, Ryan's not going to care. I'm not going to care. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm going to throw that box up on your porch. I guess that's the thing that I've always been curious about is the because there's there's obviously been um, the only the in the times I've talked to FedEx versus UPS workers, the only rivalries that I've noticed come from FedEx freight and UPS freight. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've always actually, when I was driving for UPS, all the FedEx guys I was really chill with. So I, I, I not Kyle though. Kyle's yeah. Kyle's another level. That's right. <laughs> no. But I mean, you like what you do, right? Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, that's that's what matters. So let's talk about this then. Um, so I don't know how either. I know you don't watch the news. Do you watch the news? Uh, not really. No. Okay, great. This is gonna go really far. I mean, I get like twenty minutes of news in a night. So Trump came out on Wednesday and said that. All foreign students, the Trump administration, I'm not going to say Trump said it, but he did. Uh, all foreign students are going to get deported this year if they schools do not resume with in-person classes. What about I, online classes? No, no. There, he's going to, if if you, if your school or college you're going to is going to do only online classes, you're going to get deported. Hmm. So... You're shaking your head like, yeah, that's, that's, yep, that's well, I the was right thinking thing about to... I'm all like, all right, so we deport them and they can just do online classes at, in their own That's home. the whole reason. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole reason is because there, you can do online classes from your, from your country. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see where it's going. Anyway, continue. Well, the, the, that's the whole thing. I'm trying, oh. to, what I'm saying is, <laughs> oh, that's, what I'm, what I'm saying is people have a big problem with that. Like Americans have a big problem with that. Do you have a problem with that? I, I probably should to be moral. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I haven't looked into it enough to understand what the whole thing is because you can take online classes from your home country. I mean, as long as the school allows it. Well, but I mean, okay. As long so as then, the, as so l- then, what do you what do you think about the fact that Trump is like forcing schools to do online or in person this fall? Uh, I, and how. Governor Herbert of Utah specifically was like, all kids are going to wear masks. Uh, I still think that whole entire ordeal is stupid until we can figure out something with the, with of, COVID. Of what? What's the mask thing? Are, I, you, are you protesting masks? No, no. Oh, you want to give people masks. COVID. Oh, dude. You're a sinner. <laughs> so so I, I, I don't have an issue with masks. However, I masks. do not believe... Uh, <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I heard. Mad... Anyway... <laughs> My my issue is I don't think that um, school I don't think that school should be opening up until we have a real response to COVID. Well, see what they're what they're trying to change that to is if schools open, then gyms and bars are going to close again. How's that? That's what? that's that's the caveat to that. Yeah. So so what what the Utah specifically the Utah legislature is saying is, well, if schools are going to open based off Trump's recommendations, then we're going to close all the gyms and bars again. See, Now, the thing is, there's only a handful of bars that are even open in Utah right now because some of the privately owned bars, these guys have other ventures of money, so they're not like having to sustain themselves in, in the liquor aspect of the world. Yeah. But... Funny enough, the people that go to the gyms and the people that own the gyms are those are the ones that are freaking out because they're trying to mitigate the spread of COVID. And 
at this point, it's going to happen no matter what. If if you don't provide a vaccine, it's going to happen no matter what. So I, I do agree with that. Um, with what? what? Oh, the okay. With, with your last point about it's going to happen no matter what unless we get a vaccine. So um, does herpes. <laughs> Just throwing that in there. <laughs> What I uh, another thing I will say is like we schools should come up with a way to do online classes, just like colleges. I do agree with that. I disagree. Why? What like, kind what? of? Be, well, I'm going to use my cousin as an example. She was a straight A student. Straight A student. I mean, okay. she was amazing at school. She helped when I was younger. She helped me with math. Right? She was she's super good. She was a graduate student. The second that the U transitioned to online classes, she was failing all of her classes. So, okay, fine. Yeah, there's going to be some some students like that. But what? Uh, do, but why? Do you know? Do you know why? I I I think it's because there's people who are face to face learners. There's some of that. But there's people who are who are book learners who can read a book and figure it all out. You can get a book though. You can get a physical book if you want to pay that money. You can get a physical book for online classes. Exactly. Like that, I mean, that's how I do it. I read a book and I just, all right, here's the material I need to know. And some people can't do that. They need to be in a lecture setting. To me, it's about discipline. So mm. if you if you can't get your ass, if you can't lean your ass out of bed to open up your computer and then log into your classes, that's literally her, that was her problem. Is she couldn't not, she couldn't bring herself to like, get up and just log into a class and do homework as opposed to getting up, eating breakfast, taking a shower, getting dressed, going to school and sitting there for four hours. Now she's having to just kind of give minimal effort to do. And that was the problem. Okay. So here's another thing Uh, for someone like that teleconference that you have class from this set time and it's, it's over video. It's over video. Yeah, what happens if they don't want to do that, though? Yeah, but there's, like, other distractions in that case, too. Yeah, like, you're assuming that you don't have, like, five kids because you don't know how to use a condom running around your house or your cat's jumping up and down on the sofa. I thought we were talking about high school students. No, this is college. (laughs) I mean, high school still apply in some cities. Well, it's just, like, overall, like, age group. So, like, kindergarten through, like, college. Well, I hope you don't have kids in kindergarten. I know, right? Is that possible? Genetically? Wait, what? Uh, wait, wh- whoa. Wait. There's probably someone out there. I'm not going to Google that because like the that. FBI will be here, but I just, <laughs> I'm just curious. So, okay. So if uh, now that we have an understanding, because I totally was on a different page. So if we're talking college people and we're, we're saying that uh, if you don't want to go to class, you're not going to go to class. If uh, Even if you go to uh, in, in a lecture hall in class classroom, if you don't want to be there, you're not going to be there. I I can't. Think no, right I now. I understand what you're saying. And so it, what's the difference between the in class lecture and a video conference lecture? Well, there's in reality, there's no difference. That well, theoretically, you you are. I'll use I'll use an example, in the sense that when my office went to working from home, it's so much easier to watch TV because I have a TV above my monitors. So it's easy to work, watch TV, work, watch TV. When you're in class, everyone is there to do the same thing. When you're in an office, everyone is there to do the same thing. When you're at home, you're, in a sense, kind of doing your own thing. And that takes a lot of discipline that a lot of people 
even adults don't have. I, I, I would say this. I think it takes the same amount of discipline to be in a video lecture compared to it in class, in class, classroom, being in a classroom, because I mean, if you're, if you need to go into a classroom, you need to actually drive there and put in that effort. And I, where are you going with this kid? I can't think of the wording right now. Uh, so, so pretty much, I think that it would take the same amount of discipline to do either one. I, I disagree. I highly disagree. And we've got someone in the back that disagrees too, apparently. So, so, so the, the hardest, the hardest part about it is there's, in my opinion, there's a motivational factor of being in a classroom with other people that are there to achieve the same goal as you. And you can be on your phone. As you said, if you're there to learn, you're there to learn. If you're there to learn, but you don't learn, it's up to you. I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay. The point is that there is still a level of discipline that it takes to be there. And I don't think that a video lecture, because to, you're not in person. Your professor doesn't know where you live. It's super easy to, depending on the class, log in pull up a video conference thing or however it is, and then just not be a part of it. There is a chance, there is a chance in bigger lecture halls where the professor will be like, Sean, like you're in the back, you're in the nosebleeds. And he'll be like, Sean, because some of the professors, believe it or not, know all 200 kids, like all the names of the 200 people that are in their class. They could pick on you in a video lecture. Let's be honest. The teacher could pick, or the professor could pick on you, right? He could, Sean, and you could be like, ah, psych, and then just shut off your computer. I've seen it happen before on, like, TikToks or whatever. There is no motivation in online learning. There is none. Neither in, in classroom. Disagree. The, sa- the same Disagree. things apply. Disagree. I mean, yeah, you can shut down your computer, the one main difference. But at the same time, if you're, if you don't, the, the same way that you don't try in an online class, you don't have to put in the effort, is the same way you don't have to put in the effort in, in, in a classroom. I mean, like you said, if you want to be on your phone, you're going to do it in the classroom. No, I don't disagree. But at the same time, there's... So we're talking about college here, okay? Okay. Talking okay. about college. There is a social aspect to it being that call the, the the reason a lot of parents will push for their kids to go to college, go to a college that is away from home because they hate their kid or because they're tired of paying for that kid or because they want them to experience social life outside of the home. Because in your hometown, there is a certain aspect of social life you can experience in college. It's totally different. You might OD in a field. You might learn a whole bunch. Who knows? College is great. It's got many avenues. But the bottom line is there is a there is there is a bona fide social aspect to going to in person classes and having that attachment. Whether you're on your phone or not, I can count on probably one hand, not not both hands, one hand, how many times I've retained something, even though I've been on my phone in my in my lecture hall. I've still retained something. Uh, I don't remember what it was now, but I do know that I do remember it at one point. But when you're in online classes, 
my point is, is as Kyle mentioned, there's distractions, there's your TV, there's your kids, there's your dog, there's the fact that you can open other windows on your computer while you're still in the video conference. I do it while I'm at work. I'm in Zoom meetings, and it's super easy to get on the ECS tuning and look at parts I can't afford. <laughs> it does happen. I'm serious. So parts that will never show up. <laughs> you could argue, well, you'll have your laptop in front of you in the class. Sure. But that's not detracting from the social aspect. You're not around like-minded people. You're not in an environment where other people are trying to achieve. Some are trying to achieve the same goal. You're simply at your house, probably not even dressed, at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday with three quarters of your head exposed on a camera while you're doing something else on your computer. I, I will say this. So I had my video conference uh, class on Tuesday. And I was totally drinking beer throughout the whole entire episode. Or you episode. Can't, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a great experience. But then to argue that, people will say, well, but Ryan, I've had water bottles filled with vodka in my lecture halls before. <laughs> I don't discount that, but I am saying that nonetheless, the social aspect is still there. Like you... I guess that's the thing that I've always been confused about is whether your parents paid for it, which that's a totally different argument, or if you're paying for it, which you are paying for it yep. out of your pocket. Yep. Well, actually out of my company's pocket, but. Does that motivate you less to learn? Uh, No. Yes, it does. Absolutely. I can see it in your face. Don't lie to me. I mean, I mean, I'm there to get an education. I got to get a good job at some point, so. He's there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what I'm getting at is there's I don't think there is a substitution for a substitution. I wanted that to sound prophetic, but I don't know what that means. So what I'm going to say <laughs> is you can't substitution for learning is like that's a real fine line for people, especially when you have kids that I've I've my. What do you what do you call someone? So it's my cousin's wife. Who is she to me? your cousin <laughs> i don't know I, <laughs> isn't that cousin-in-law cousin-in-law like, sounds dumb as shit bless you james yeah james <laughs> james is here cousin-in-law husband or what yeah cousin-in-law that's sounds stupid okay so my cousin-in-law is a k2 to first second grade teacher so she teaches k2 to second grade it's not just kindergarten Sure. So, um, trying to figure out where I was going with this. Same. Because I lost my train of thought. <laughs> she, okay. Y you know what, what, what she was saying. No, shut up. I found it. I found All my train right. of thought. Right. The problem that she found is that with online learning, there are special needs kids. Yeah. And teachers, right. specifically the ones that teach younger grades, I don't know about all of them, but a handful of them or most of them have a specific set of skills to teach those special needs kids in an in-class setting. How do you freaking do that online? I think that's a different category. Uh, I shouldn't say category. Yes, it it's is because we're not talking about college anymore, Sean. So, so stick with me. Come on. Here's what I'm going to say though is, <laughs> okay. is, is that's a, that's a different subject. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, yeah. So, I, I mean, I will say this. But what about the kids in college? There are kids in college, but yeah, you're discriminating. I can see it. 
special needs kids make it for college. for the moment we are going to to segregate this group <laughs> to make a, an argument don't segregate that's <laughs> no uh-oh somehow we, that's racist we, we are going to use this group specifically for this argument that's, anyway, that's, that, segregate. If that, we were... that's my way of saying that we're not trying to be racist right now. Racist? They're not a race. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. Okay. Okay. Anyway, with my argument is, is I, I believe that. turn I... real dark real fast. So be careful of what you say. <laughs> Do whatever this beer is doing. It's not doing good for me. So dude, anyway. Bud, Light's, Bud Light's the best though. America. That's all I know. You can, delete, you, you can delete that out of this episode. <laughs> anyway, so for special ed, special needs kids, <laughs> college kids, whatever you want to call them. Uh, <laughs> Sean, keep it together. Anyway. <laughs> in a laughing matter. So, so yeah, as, as far as uh, the special needs kids, uh, college kids, whatever you want to classify them as, um, I, I believe that the... Uh, their pool is not big enough that they can still go to an in-class classroom and still follow guidelines to reduce COVID. Whereas like a normal college classroom, say U of U has 200 kids in it. So you're saying that they can be the exception for in-person classes. I, I believe, I, I, I believe that they, they can be. Uh, yes, I do believe that. Okay. All right. That's fair. I just, what I was getting at was, that's one of the other problems that per- teachers and professors are running into is the special needs because they need to be they just the way that they function they need to be in person classes they need hmm. to be in they well, need to be like, there they like feed off everyone's like body language no and exactly stuff. right but it's like that's what my mom did she was a teacher for special needs kids and she knows how to teach them because of how they're acting exactly and it's like you can't do that over video no it's like they read everything you do yeah and so like video conferences and bullshit like that they don't that's that's going to be a setback but what i was going to say prior is the funniest thing about this whole epidemic and i mean in retrospect it's not funny but specifically for education there were enough people that came forward that said i'm failing school now because of this pandemic I've been failing school for the last 12 years and I never did anything about it. But then you get a giant sample size of these people that come forward and now all of a sudden it's an issue. And now people are like, oh, maybe this online thing isn't working. It's like, maybe you're never just done it bad at school. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I've done online for years and it's it's been a struggle sometimes, but I've made it work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will say this. When I first went to college, I, I was failing my online classes because I didn't have... What what's the word you used? Sounded out discipline. Discipline. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Can I get a vowel? <laughs> <laughs> I totally spaced what that word was, but anyway, uh, I, I I do understand the fact of of people do not have the discipline to go to online classes. They have other distractions, um, but now I do full online classes. Now I really I actually do better online. You're barely kicking ass. So let's uh circle back. So in your years of driving. Yeah. What are some of the, like the craziest, wildest experiences you've had? Oh, let's see. I don't know. There's probably just been a couple. Like, like I used to do road runs at like Wamsetter, Wyoming, all the time. Wamsetter. Yeah, it's like the. Is middle. that a town? Yeah. Wamsetter, Wyoming. Yeah, it's like in the middle of Wyoming. Hey, where do you live, Wamsetter? Oh, I'm not gonna talk to you then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wamsetter, Wyoming, town in Wyoming. That's all Google says. But yeah, um, 
I've hit an antelope driving out I'm there. I'm sorry. The population was 451 in 2010. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so like, that's kind of what we were saying, like, how you get stuff back and forth. So, it's like, I would drive from Salt Lake to Wamsetter, meet up with someone from Nebraska, and then they'd take it to the East Coast. What's your extent of driving? How far do you go in a day? Um, like, not mileage-wise. Like, how, like, do you go to Nevada? Do you go to, well, not Nevada. Do you go to Idaho? Um. So, so yeah, like, I used to go to, like, Twin Falls, Idaho, oh, or yeah. Pocatello. Yeah, I made him drive up there for some of my people. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah so that's, like, the Those farthest. Those are some fun trips. I mean, we'll go up to, like, <laughs> Boise, but... You can't do like a turn on that. That's not like a there and back. You have to stay the night there and then come back. Is that for DOT regs? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because you'd be over hours. So hold, hold on, I was back. So you hit a buffalo, antelope. You hit it. Oh, I was like <laughs> a buffalo. That would totally your dude, truck. That, dude. <laughs> that would be totally different. And an, okay, so what do you do there? Do you just like cry? Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, you, you just like pull over, make sure everything's good, and just call your dispatcher and just carry on. Do you do you have any crazy stories? Uh, crazy stories from when I was driving. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, have, have we talked I took about out a talk, stop sign. We've talked. <laughs> 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 we've talked about you driving a lot on this like podcast, but I've never heard any like wild stories. I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think you hit it. Wait, you hit a stop sign. <laughs> I, I will say this. I took a turn too sharp, and there was a star- stop oh, sign. you munched a sign with the truck? I, I totally took out the sign. It was great. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of any good stories. It was actually pretty nice. Uh, during my time driving, it was actually really nice. and Nothing too major. Hmm. I will have to think on this for a minute. I might have to intrude with the story, though. I don't know. There's really not a lot of like major things. That's probably a good thing, though, right? Yeah. I mean, in retrospect. Yeah, cause... like, the only thing is, like, that my brakes locking up this week. That's the only thing that happened after I hit that sign. Wait. <laughs> Do you want me to talk about it? Wait, come here. Yeah, hold on, James. Okay. What did you say? I had the bomb squad called on me one time. For what? Um, so, I was down in um, a city in Nevada hauling hazmat explosives, and... Um, the crew that was there to set up the, the it was a fireworks show. The crew that was there to set up the fireworks show and to load the truck didn't like me because part of my job while I was down there, I was gonna drive it down there, but I was also gonna like um kind of uh to be an overview for the crew, seeing if they were doing everything right. They were a new crew for the um they weren't a new fireworks crew, but they were a new crew for the company. Anyway, um they did a terrible job and I let them know it. Like they were um taking apart our our safety equipment like our firing boards that were not only company equipment but certified to be a certain exact way to have like safety procedures in it and they were removing them like taking the box apart rewiring it so that it would bypass the safety features within the firing box and it would it's like akin to removing the safety off a machine gun really like that's what it would be like Instead of like having a safety on a gun, you don't have them. But instead of a gun, you have 10,000 fireworks. So I was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do like, we're going to do it by the book, the safe way, like the federally approved way. Um, and then at the end of that show, they I show up to take the truck and the fireworks back to um, like where we're going to take them. And they 
then call the they call the police saying that I stole the truck, even though I was like the driver on file for it, and that there's expl there's they didn't say explosive, they said there's a bomb in the truck. So anyway, I get back and I pull over and then like, yeah, the cops show up. Actually, not really a bomb squad, but like four cruisers show up. They put me in handcuffs. They put me in the back of the car until they can figure out what's going on. They do figure out that like, oh, yeah, I'm the driver on file and it is my truck to pick up and bring back. And like the way they, there's a certain way, like Sean, you loaded for UPS, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, you know, um, like the special way you would load. I don't think they did explosives, but they would do hazmat, like alkaline batteries and stuff. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I didn't personally handle those, but yeah. But, like, there's a special way you have to load these trucks. Um, Like, the way that they, the federal government, the DOT wants you to. And they didn't load it this way. Um, Basically, yeah, just like a whole hassle. So, yeah, I had to sit there. This is a pretty crazy story. It was not really one, like, where I hit anybody. But I had to sit there and wait. Um like probably like two hours while they figured everything out and then they took the whole truck apart and i had to re-put it back together like the the loading part of it um like i had to reload the truck all by myself and it was crazy but yeah that's like the craziest time i almost went to jail they were the cops were threatening to take me to jail and like they were like you're gonna go to fbi prison and like you're never gonna get out and like you're gonna be on the terrorist list and stuff they were being pretty crazy with it and yeah that's so but yeah that's not really like truck driver story i guess but yeah, really crazy. I hit a raccoon in Wyoming, or not Wyoming, Nevada, um, one time. I just couldn't swerve out of the way. Again, hauling hazmat. Um, another time I was in super bad traffic in Idaho. Um, oh, shoot. De- Des Moines? Oh, Des Moines? Des Moines. Des Moines, Iowa. I'm not from the West, and I just, I read it on a map. Okay, Des Moines. And, um really super bad traffic and i was all placard up with hazmat and a um a cop was there and he waved to me to like follow him and then he put on his lights and i followed him on the on the shoulder out of the probably out of like four hours of traffic and then once it was clear he let me go so that was pretty nice because many towns don't like you having ten thousand, fifteen thousand pounds of whatever you have all placard up and in sitting in traffic they'd rather you just get out of their town so and I'd rather not sit in traffic. So, but yeah, those are my crazy stories. Thank you, James. I guess to end that, did I have I ever told you that from seventeen to eighteen, I was on a FBI no fly list? What did you do? I didn't do anything. They messed up my last name. Oh shit! So when I was flying back and forth out of the country to visit my dad uh, when he was traveling overseas, when I was seventeen, I got my or I got my passport a lot younger. But when I renewed my when I renewed my passport, um, my last name was is D Y E, right? Yeah. It was spelled D Y E H I R, so Dihir. And apparently, there is a Ryan Dihir somewhere that is on a no fly list. <laughs> so, oh, so I was on a no fly list for a year of my life by accident, and the ATF and the FBI. And the TSA contacted my parents and were like, just kidding. When I was my turned 18, um, I didn't even, I don't know why, but I went to the airport. They looked at my passport. I looked at my passport because I got it, registered that my name was correct for whatever reason. And then I went to the airport and my name was 
obviously not correct, and then I got in a lot of trouble. Jeez. I don't even know if I'm supposed to tell that story because I could probably get prosecuted for it, but <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Oh, People are going to have a lot of questions about that, but yeah, that was that was a dark moment in my life. My parents didn't even do anything about it for a year either, so that's on them. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, thank you for joining us yeah. for this interesting episode of... Yeah, it was definitely a pleasure. Driving and education. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Drunk Boys Basement. Interested in finding where else you can catch us? Follow us on Facebook. Find something you want the Drunk Boys to research and talk about next time? Let us know. And if you like hanging out, share our Facebook page. Catch y'all next Friday. And remember, please listen responsibly. Bye!